0: The reality is, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, the battle is still on. It is. That age-old battle between light and darkness, between life and death is still on. Right. And we as believers in Jesus need to uphold the standard of God's word, proclaim the gospel. The gospel doesn't change no matter what the laws say. If the laws change, the gospel doesn't change. Yeah, still the power of God to salvation. And it's still our charge as the church to shine the light of the gospel wherever we are. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion touched your heart.
1: Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord.
0: Welcome back to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And as we encourage you guys always, please leave us a review on this podcast, wherever you receive this podcast, wherever you listen to it Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, if there's an ability to leave us a review. Please do that. Leave us a positive review. It'll help get folks aware of this podcast and also share this podcast with other folks on social media or shoot them over an email or send them snail mail with an uh, invite to uh, listen to this podcast. Whatever
1: it takes. <laughs> right. Just get them listening, <laughs> right. right?
0: Yeah. We think this this podcast is a blessing. At least we're, we're learning a lot of stuff. We've yeah. learned some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've helped other folks. We've equipped and encouraged folks that Mm -hmm. are involved in Sidewalk Outreach. And so, yeah, that's what this podcast is all about. My name is Daniel Parks, and I serve as the West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life. So I oversee all of our efforts on the West Coast. And Vicki Cassiorg is our um, Sidewalk Training Director now for Love Life. So she's involved in training a lot of folks to do Sidewalk Ministry, involved in actually putting together right now, a sidewalk playbook, a sidewalk right. outreach playbook, yeah. with some really key things that you need to know for sidewalk outreach. That will be available to all of our Love Life cities um, once that thing is created. And maybe if you give us enough money, if you pay lots us lots and lots cash, and
1: lots of yes,
0: money, <laughs> we'll send it to you. If you're not part of Love Life, No, I'm just kidding. We won't. We won't do that. We going to hold that thing tightly. Yeah, but it will be a blessing. And we'll probably have – maybe we will give public access to that sidewalk outreach. Yeah, we'll have to think
1: about that. I mean, Uh because it's good for anyone who's ministering on the sidewalk. It's very general Yeah, of the basics. We'll we'll think
0: about that. Maybe Mm -hmm. we'll put that on sidewalksforlife.com. So be on the lookout for that. And just to mention sidewalksforlife.com. We haven't mentioned it in a while. But it's a training and equipping website that we set up for anyone to take advantage of, whether you're part of Love Life or not. And we put out equipping articles about every week, we have an article right. that Vicky writes. We kind of put our heads together a little, little bit about it, but Vicky does most of the writing, or actually all of the writing. <laughs> I do some brainstorming on the articles, but we put the article that's sort of the framework for each of these podcast episodes out on that website. You can go under equipping articles and take advantage of that. But without further ado, is it ado or to Uh, ado.
1: You know- I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll figure that one out, hopefully, by the end of this episode. We're going to (laughs) get right into our subject, which I think is a very timely subject. As a matter of fact, (laughs) we're probably actually a little late to the game in covering the subject. And it's not necessarily directly associated with Sidewalk Outreach. Well, I I guess it kind of is. We're going to tie it into Sidewalk Outreach. Yeah,
1: I think think it will be. Yeah. So it's really the
0: subject of if Roe v. Wade is, in fact, overturned. And who knows, like when this episode drops— that decision may already be out. We That's record true. these about a week in advance. Yeah. And so when this episode hits hits the uh, um, podcast services, they may already have had, uh, given this decision. So hopefully it'll yeah. be timely yeah. and, and encouragement. So um, basically the question is, what if Roe v. Wade is overturned? How's that going to affect us? Are things going to change with what we're doing on right. the sidewalk? Right. So, yeah, I don't know if yeah. you want to jump into a little bit of an intro, and what yeah. you thinking was on this article.
1: Yeah, well, I think, first of all, I, probably everybody that's listening has heard about this. But just to make sure everybody is on the same page about it, there was a leaked draft yeah. of the majority opinion of the Supreme Court, um, who are right now discussing whether to overturn Roe v. Wade, the yeah. landmark decision that was handed down in 1973, you know, that made uh, abortion uh, legal isn't quite the right word. Because, no, because the
0: Supreme Court doesn't make laws. Right,
1: right. But they, they said that nationally you could have an abortion. Yeah, basically
0: <laughs> they deemed that abortion was a woman's constitutional right, right because of the right to privacy afforded in the 14th Amendment, mm-hmm. I believe
1: it is. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, we're going to be talking about, okay, what if that leaked draft is the majority opinion, what that is indicative Of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. If
1: it holds. So it can change. The draft can change. And the final decision could be different. But most experts are saying, no, this looks like it. They know it's authentic. The Supreme Court said it was authentic, the leaked draft.
0: Yeah, I've actually read several pages of it. And mm -hmm. it's super boring. Of course. Because it's legalese. But I was able to understand most of it.
1: Yeah. So, but but what would happen if, if the ruling took effect if, yeah. if if it is handed down as final the same way that it is in the draft that it they have overturned Roe v Wade what would happen and i i did read a couple of articles i've listened to several podcasts about it but if it if it holds true then of course abortion could instantly become outlawed overnight in at least 13 states okay is what i read and with the possibility of as many as 26 states yeah and in the article we wrote i don't know if we want to read through who those states are
0: no people can take advantage of the article you
1: can look at the article but the um those 13 states have what are called trigger laws and so that's those are laws that are triggered by or in the eventuality or in the case that it is overturned then those laws would go instantly into effect they're triggered by the decision by the supreme court yeah and the so for those 13 states they currently have abortion bans but they're not being You know, they're not being followed at all because of Roe v. Wade. But as soon as Roe v. Wade is overturned, those 13 states, then those state bans go into effect and abortion would be illegal in those 13 states.
0: Yeah. Now, I do want to mention Oklahoma in particular. I don't know if you've read recently about Oklahoma, but they apparently did pass some legislation that made abortion illegal and it hasn't been challenged Because I think of this whole Roe v. Wade thing. And so that law has has stood. Mm -hmm. And my understanding is currently there aren't any abortions taking place in Oklahoma. Mm. All of the abortion centers are shut down. Mm. Now, there's obviously there's going to be some legal pushback for sure. Planned Parenthood and the other really rich pro-abortion organizations are going to file some lawsuits and all that stuff. Yeah. But I think there's so much that's unknown. There's so much up in the air as far as this Supreme Court decision, uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade decision, that the states like Oklahoma that are passing laws that are more strict, they're kind of getting away with it in a way that they maybe wouldn't uh, wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so there's um, the potentially 26 states that uh, many news outlets are talking about. There's the 13 that have the trigger laws and will yeah. Uh, you know, essentially ban abortions. But then the other 13 states that they talk about, um, they have not implemented trigger laws, but they indicate that they will proceed to ramp up the efforts to yeah. either ban or severely limit abortion. And yeah. so, of course, um, you know, the the so-called pro-choice crowd is going Bananas, sure. because they're very worried that abortion is going to be severely limited. and the the article that which I link with the article I wrote in Fortune um, reports that currently the average length of travel for to get get an abortion is twenty five miles. And that if what they think is going to happen with all these states banning or limiting abortion, it will become more like 125 miles. Yeah. And so one of the immediate effects, which d- doesn't necessarily affect us on the sidewalk, but just nationwide, is that there are corporations that are s- uh, very pro-abortion, like Amazon. Um, I can't remember the other one. Apple, I think I wrote it. Google. Apple. App- uh, yeah. And they're they're actually already enacting. Um, uh, Uh, Not laws, but part of their company policy that they will pay to reimburse people to travel to go get abortion. So it's setting up this. It divide, sure. Um, even in in terms of the corporations that maybe we currently use, yeah. for products that you know we may, I don't know, it may come to a point where I I'd really want to get rid of rethink. your iPhone and your Mac. I know, right? I yeah. know. I, you know, I, I know so that I some
0: states, like California, for example, where I do a lot of ministry at and oversee our teams there, uh, California has essentially said, Governor Newsom, that if A woman from outside of the state of California in a state that's made abortion illegal, if this happens, um, that California actually will pay for their travel to the state of California, will pay for their abortion, pay for child care, pay for them a place to stay while they're in California killing their child. So some states, and of course, we we know what those states are, California, New York, Washington State, Oregon, leftist states, Colorado are positioning themselves to be abortion destinations. Yeah. And that helps us to understand, at least from a sidewalk outreach perspective, that there's going to be some of these states, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, that's going to likely see an increase in people coming to the abortion clinics.
1: Right. For sure, if you are on the border of a state that has uh, banned abortion, then your state, if it has not banned abortion, is That's the immediate likely scenario.
0: I think that probably for us in North Carolina, just my take on the political atmosphere here Mm -hmm. is if we do ultimately ban abortion after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, it's going to take a while. Yeah. And I'm actually skeptical that it's actually going to happen because we don't have the folks. And I don't know all the legislative dynamic, but I do know that we don't have enough folks that would be on the side of life in the state legislature. To wholesale make abortion illegal. Right. So what's going to happen, at least in my estimation, South Carolina does. that yep. Abortion will become illegal there. Right. Georgia, possibly. Alabama, yeah. Tennessee, possibly. So all the states that surround us mm-hmm. are going to likely severely restrict or make abortion outright illegal. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to prepare ourselves for even more of an influx. We already see a lot of people from South Carolina here anyway. We do. We and do. Georgia. And it, Tennessee, yeah, and all over. I think we're going to see that more and more. Yeah. So that kind of gives us just a heads up. Hey, we need to we need to all the more be diligent, building teams, encouraging our teams right. to be out here on the sidewalk. Yeah. In the same way, in some of you other guys, some of your states, like California, again. Um, now, I don't say this. Of course, I, I want to speak in faith, and I, I would pray and uh, pray for the mercy of God over California that. It would turn back to the Lord and abortion would become illegal there. But for right now, dealing with reality, there's going to likely be an influx of people coming to California if abortion is is made illegal in several of these states near California. I think there's already been because of the Texas stuff. There's already Mm -hmm. been an influx in Mm -hmm. people coming to California for Mm -hmm. abortions.
1: Yeah. So that's important for us to know. It is. There is certainly on so many levels knowing that, you know, you're going to want to ramp up your volunteer pool if you can. Um, But I think also just thinking about the effect on your current volunteers seeing when we see 60, 70 women, which is rare. It, here in La Tro- where where we minister, we normally see thirty to forty women probably a day. Yeah, think about that doubling. That is going to take an enormous emotional toll. Yeah, I think because it is hard. It's hard to see that. So I think to be prepared. For um, the trauma of seeing so many people and knowing that so many more babies um, are dying in front of your eyes.
0: Yeah. Um, And I would say, even aside from that,
1: mm -hmm.
0: I want to encourage all of you guys to um, to stay connected to each other. Yeah. Stay connected. Have prayer meetings. I know some of our teams across the nation have regular prayer meetings where they and their local team meets together. The sidewalk team in particular meets together to pray, hold each other up in prayer. They have regular uh, contact with each other, text messages, uh, WhatsApp groups, and things like that where they encourage each other. Let's just be diligent to do that. We have in this nation this atmosphere, this culture of death, right, and this atmosphere, at least recently because of Roe v. Wade and the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade, there's a lot of hostility. Hostility has heightened. And so we need to be praying for each other all the more and holding each other up in prayer, encouraging each other with the word, with, hey, brother, sister, you're doing a fantastic job. God's using you. However we can encourage each other, we need to do that. And so in light of that, I do want to mention just something practically that Mm -hmm. we've shared with all of our sidewalk teams and uh, especially locally, but even nationally, we've put this out there is like, guys, because of the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade, the pro-abortion side, like you said, they're mad they're fighting, mad they're hopping mad <laughs> they are and because of that when you're out there on the sidewalk you already get some opposition you should probably expect a little more opposition
1: in fact I would even warn you not to scare anyone on the side sidewalk but I do think we need to be prepared I yeah. have seen an uptick in what I would consider threats of violence yeah and I really think we need to be careful because the you know the demons are riled yeah. and, and the uh, yeah the so-called protesters. Pro choice group is blaming us, right? And they they just are increasingly hostile sure. and aggressive, yeah. So, and so
0: that shouldn't make us afraid, right? We should we don't walk in fear, we walk in faith, yeah. Um, don't let that intimidation because that's what they want to do. They want to intimidate you and get you off the sidewalk. Don't right. let don't let the enemy intimidate you. I mean, the devil working through people. Don't let him intimidate, yeah. You. But let it make you more vigilant. Yeah. To, you need to have a camera going on while you're out there. You need One to of the have first most recording. important things. Yeah. I
1: agree. Have a camera running, have your phone ready to record if necessary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. If people do directly threaten you mm-hmm. with bodily harm, you need to report it. They need right. to be reported to the authorities and the authorities may or may not do anything, but either way, it's documented. And just be be diligent to do that. Again, encourage your teams, encourage your teams. If you're not out there day after day and you're overseeing teams, make sure they got a video camera going at all times. Right. And how you position that video camera, you know, I, I think it's best to position it kind of away way so it kind of gets a wide angle view of the whole scenario mm-hmm. rather than having it on your body. Because a lot of times that only gets what's in front of you. It doesn't get what's behind you and you can miss things that, that could happen. So again, not telling you this out of fear, but just use wisdom and uh, be prayed up as you're going out to the sidewalk, pray through the armor of God, did a podcast yep. about that yep. um, a while back and uh, just pray through putting on the armor of God, walk in confidence. I believe as the enemy's ramping up his opposition, mm-hmm. God's ramping up what he's doing and mm-hmm. God's, um, we're seeing saved. we're seeing salvations on a regular basis yeah. at the abortion center. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing to be a part of what God's doing.
1: Yeah, it really is. One of the things that I think we're going to all feel an increased pressure, which I think is good on one hand, but we need to be careful, um, is the political pressure yeah. coming from pro life groups because local and state elections are going to have an increased. They they will matter more in in terms of whether our state will then ultimately ban or severely limit abortion, hopefully ban. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure to be involved politically. And we did a podcast a few weeks ago. I, I think we've released it already that talked about how hard it is sometimes to to do it all. Yeah, the enemy and,
0: of the best is the right, good. Right, that's right. So yeah. that
1: was that was when we talked about it where I specifically talked about how hard it is for me to be involved politically at any really a time-consuming level and do what I do on the sidewalk. I can't. Yeah. But I think it, all of us, will need to be, we should be voting. We should be finding out how people feel, how candidates feel about abortion because it is going to have a much more direct impact, these yeah. candidates, um, now that as it moves from the national level to the state level. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so I do want to mention for those states that we've already talked what about some of the states that are going to that abortion is going to remain in place right California, New York, yeah. other states you guys know what those states are. Yeah. We've already talked about just position your teams for an influx of people right and be ready to minister all the more, right? We've already talked about some of the opposition that can come and all that stuff. But what about states that abortion becomes illegal in? Like, right. what about Oklahoma? Right. Yeah. When you're doing sidewalk outreach in a state like Oklahoma or potentially in South Carolina or in Alabama or some of the states that have trigger laws in them, um, Idaho. So we have a team in Idaho. So, mm-hmm. What is the Idaho team? What are you guys gonna do if the the abortion centers (laughs) shut down? Have to go get another job, right? What we know Mm -hmm. is though, even if abortion is made illegal, a couple of things. First is there's likely going to be exceptions that are allowed. Okay, so there's likely almost always, which is unfortunate, but it's the political reality. Almost always, if they make abortion outright illegal, even Oklahoma. There's exceptions for rape, incest, the health of the mother. Mm-hmm. So abortions are still going to take place legally, actually. Most of those are going to take place in hospitals. Right. And ministering at hospitals to people that are going in for abortions is a very, very difficult thing to do. Right. Because you don't know. I mean, you have ninety nine point nine percent of the people that are going in for other things. Right. It could be right. really uh, Um. maybe the Lord leads you in that direction. But there's some other ways that you can position yourself. But I think the most important thing that our teams can be doing and others can be doing is because women are still going to have unplanned pregnancies, right? Women are still going to be seeking out abortions in other states and things like that. So really connecting with churches, really getting the church positioned. And as much as it depends on you, obviously it depends on the pastors and leadership, but as much as we can as a ministry to help churches get positioned to receive these moms that would otherwise we we would have encountered at the abortion center. Ultimately, that's the vision. We want to see men and women stop running to the abortion centers yeah. and start running to the local churches. Right. right. So getting pastors aware of the need that there are women that are going to have unplanned pregnancies, even if abortion is illegal. And we need to have our arms wide open for these women to come into our congregation, to come in and be surrounded by the love and the help of the local church. We need to be ready to give baby items to them. Mm-hmm. We need to be ready to disciple them. We already have mm-hmm. things in place. Our mentor program, mm-hmm. that thing still is going to be in place in states where abortion is illegal. Women right. are still going to need to be mentored and someone to walk with them through their pregnancy. Yeah, We have what we call house of refuge churches. These are churches in cities where we do exist and even cities where we don't exist that have raised their hand and say, we are going to be a house of refuge for a mom that finds herself in a crisis pregnancy situation. We're not going to condemn her. We're not going to gossip about her. We're not going to justify the sin that maybe got her pregnant, but it's not sin to be pregnant. And if you find yourself in an unplanned pregnancy, you can come to us. These are basically churches that have said that you can come to us and we will help you and we will stand with you. Right. So we need to work on getting more of these house of refuge churches mm-hmm. in place mm-hmm. so that these women can see this is a church. That I can go to this is these are people that I can trust. Right. So that's a couple of things that I think we can be doing. Also, I would say helping support our pregnancy centers. The pregnancy centers are going to still be open. Again, women are still going to find themselves in unplanned pregnancy situations. And though Planned Parenthood might be shut down because they can't do abortions or at least that portion of their business, which is the main moneymaker for Planned Parenthood is going to shut down. Yeah. People are still gonna again be going to Planned Parenthood for services. No, we don't need to. They don't need to be going there. Right. They need to be coming to the pregnancy resource. Yeah, and I, I imagine
1: pregnancy them. resource centers there. They will see an influx of, yeah. of clients as well. Yeah. At that they become the sanctuary for the unplanned pregnancies. Yeah. Um And. Uh, in the same way that California becomes a sanctuary for abortions well the pregnancy resource centers can become yeah. a sanctuary for women who are seeking who can't get an abortion and are overwhelmed yeah. so yeah absolutely there's a, there will be a role for us no matter what i I, I would love to be out of work that abortion absolutely. would but it's it is not the end of abortion and in fact even in the states where They will um, outlaw abortion. I just heard like in uh, the Virginia, a Virginia prosecutor, I can't remember his name, but he has already said he will not prosecute uh, the crime. If it becomes a crime, he won't prosecute the crime of abortion. And so there are, he's one of many,
0: you know, that that
1: are saying, we're not going to prosecute it. We don't care what the law is. We're we're not going to follow it. So. So
0: the reality is, if Roe v. Wade is ever turned, the battle is still on. It is. That age-old battle between light and darkness, between life and death is still on. Right. And we as believers in Jesus need to uphold the standard of God's word, proclaim the gospel. The gospel doesn't change no matter what the laws say. If the laws change, the gospel doesn't change. Yeah, it's still the power of God to salvation. And it's still our charge as the church to shine the light of the gospel wherever we are. Right. So – we hope that this was an encouragement to you guys. We hope that this maybe answered some of your questions. Maybe you have further thoughts about this subject, about when Roe v. Wade is overturned. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicki, with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time, God bless.
1: God bless you all.